Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. I am here today, the absolute pleasure of having Donna Robinson on the podcast. She is a sorted financial mentor. How are you? Great, thanks for having me. No worries at all. I'm so stoked to have you here to talk about something that I'm really passionate about and I'm sure you are too. Um, So do you want to, I guess, give us like a little quick intro of who you are and what you do for Sorted? For sure. My role here at the Commission for Financial Capability is an affiliated facilitator. And so what that means is the Commission has a number of facilitators that go into the community and help them get the reach that they need to get these programs across. Um, And so the Commission, if you don't know, is an independent organisation that's um, government funded. Um, And one thing that's great about the Commission is they're not there to sell you anything. They just want to get as much financial knowledge and education out to Mm -hmm. everybody. So they've got programs like Sorted for Work, um, Sorted for Community, and our newest program, which we're here to talk about today, is Sorted for Women. It's just to clarify for people, Sorted is a branch underneath the Commission, is that yes. right? Yep. Yeah, it's one of the initiatives that sits under there and provides the resources, the programs, um, and if you haven't seen the Sorted website already, look, it's a great place to start, and hopefully mm. um, some of you may be familiar with it, but look, if you want to get your money story sorted great place to go and check it out yeah I push the sorted website so much I'm a massive fan of it (laughs) women and money has always been an interesting topic because I guess traditionally the way the stereotype has gone is that men are the one that work and take care of the money and women stay at home and take care of the family and that's kind of their responsibility so what are your thoughts on that stereotype and why do you think it's important for women to have that control of their own money look the way I was raised I can clearly remember my dad taking care of the big things you know making Mm. financial decisions and he often didn't involve my mum my mum was involved with the day-to-day but if I was to have a conversation about with my mum about hey so um you know what's your retirement plan look like mum she wouldn't have had any idea and I think as women we sort of think well we're the nurturers we're the carers we'll we'll take care of the day-to-day stuff and we'll leave the money decisions for someone I guess um, more confident um, has the time to do it but I think that's left us at a bit of a disadvantage because as we evolve and we talk about equality a lot more women are finding themselves like well I don't know these things I never had a conversation Mm. and how do I sort myself out and you know when we get to situations where you know you might have a um, you know unfortunately like a marriage breakup these women are left severely disadvantaged because they're almost walking away with little to no knowledge how to set themselves up and their children for the future. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I think it is hard for women who have never thought about money or been raised to, I guess, think about it, to then switch instantly to thinking about it, especially when it's kind of out of sight, out of mind problem. Um, And then especially for young people, like I have friends who I've said that, you know, they never want to deal with their own money. They just want someone to come in and tell them what to do and they'll do it. So I think the mindset shift there around understanding why it's important um, is really key and so yeah like what power does that give someone when they understand their own finances? Um, look I, I want to just the sobering fact is 61% of women would rather talk about their own death than money 
So that tells us (laughs) that's an uncomfortable topic, right? But um, look, and I I was not the financial guru. I had made some awful mistakes, money mistakes. And just through making those mistakes, I started to uncover that, look, I can't always leave my husband to make decisions. And so I started to educate myself. So what I think I've got now that I didn't have is I'm certainly more confident in talking Mm. to the people that need to help me. So when we go to talk about refinancing our mortgage, I'm the one asking the questions. I'm the one looking for the best rates. I'm the one who's making sure the right advisor is talking to us. Um, I can negotiate my salary much more confidently than I would have before. Yeah. And I don't need, um, you know, I know what I'm worth. And that gives me the confidence to say, well, actually, I'm, yeah, I know I'm worth this. this is, so it's, a, it's from a salary perspective. Um, when I'm talking to my friends, you know, and they're talking about, oh, I just blew $500 on a purse. And I'm thinking, oh, that's, you know, did, was it, did it feel good? Mm. I'm actually have, able to have conversations with my girlfriends that they may not have had that say, look, Donna, what can I do? And like, hey, just track your spending for a little bit. You know, obviously there's some things that you value. What are those things you value? You can find that out by tracking. So I find being a woman in those spaces I have a, I think my friends are more comfortable coming to talk to me and I'm, I'm not lecturing them at all. I'm just going, hey, let's have a let's have a court at all. Let's have a talk mm. about it. And I think from a mothering point of view, I think my children have um, a better grasp of financial skills and capability because the way that I introduce it into the home. Yeah. So I give them budgets. I give them opportunities cool. to set the household budget. And not that dad wouldn't, but I think as a mother we're we're more in tune with what the strengths are of our children yeah. and household things and um, I'm giving them more opportunities and so my son who's nearly 24 he will come say hey mum look I've got the saving plans what do you think I should do what, what do you think mm. I should invest it in that's a real I think a game changer that he's coming to me not totally yeah Yeah, I'm quite proud of that fact yeah that's really cool and even just to come to a parent in general because I think it's often you know not at the fault of anyone but our parents sometimes don't have that knowledge or that confidence to talk about money and so definitely you know a lot of the time mum and dad would not be the first person you would think of to go to for sure and it is, and mm. he's and he's really happy to come and have a chat to me and bring over his finances and me have a look at yeah. <laughs> what he's doing and saying, hey, it's okay for you to do these things. Um, I'm going to let you know what some of the mistakes I made when I was young. Looks up to you. And uh, yeah. fortunately, he's been really open-minded, and um, yeah. we have great conversations about money, which, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty proud of that fact. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. Uh, and I think another myth that can come along with all of that is, is – women feel they need to be really intelligent to know how to handle their money and they need you know you need to have the smarts that only men have or something like what are your thoughts on that oh look I I studied um I did an MBA and I flunked financial papers (laughs) big time um but it's not about those because it's lived experiences spending our money and talking about money they're all lived experiences it's not new knowledge Mm. so you don't need to know algorithms you don't need to know the real complex things you don't need to work out the formula for compound interest there's calculators to do that there's (laughs) there's people that can help you do that no i feel it's in the fundamentals of um, sitting down making a plan putting it into action and following it through and that's not a mathematical yeah. formula that it's just real life experience um tracking what's coming in looking at what's going out setting some goals yeah that to me that's not rocket science and I think anybody yeah. 
look, if I can do it, and I, <laughs> like I said, I failed miserably in that, um, anybody can. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think what you were talking about before around confidence ties into it a lot. I think sometimes it's more of a, a confidence issue than it is an intelligence Absolutely. issue. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. And it, look, it starts from just getting informed about the things that you have control of. Like for me, um, I didn't know much about KiwiSaver when I first joined. I kind of just followed the, you know, the, the fold and everybody else was doing it. Now that I'm a little bit more educated and, you know, that started from looking in the sorted website, mm. I know my fund, I know where it's going, I track it regularly, and that gives me the confidence to make decisions about my money. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't, nothing that I've learnt about money has come from going to school. It's all been mm. applied knowledge, just real life experiences, and yeah, now nah, you don't need to be bright. <laughs> yeah, I think it, you're right, because it often comes, even with things like moving out or buying your first home, and those are sort of things that a lot of people only end up learning when they actually do it, yeah. not pre yeah. that point. Yeah, for so sure. those experiences are so important. And uh, just to get across, I guess, the I don't know like severity of the issue in a way um what are I know you might have some statistics in front of you could you please tell us some of those just so we can understand because I think sometimes women think oh yeah you know maybe we're not as good with money as men but sometimes I don't think we truly understand how bad it actually is yeah for sure so yeah here's some sobering (laughs) facts so um 52 percent of women felt stressed because of finances compared to 38 percent of men Mm. so that's that's half of womanhood we stress about money compared to 38 um 40 percent of women feel that financial professionals treat women differently and if we feel that way, it's probably we're less inclined to go and talk to professionals. So we're mm. less inclined to go and get the best deals about our insurances and, and our mortgages and things that matter. Um, here's another one. 77% of people who are widowed are women. By the age of 85, women outnumber men two to one. So women on wow. average will live five years longer than men. So that's a fact that as women we're going to be living longer and that also will mean we're going to have to probably prepare for a little bit longer than say our husbands or partners would because um, we typically retire at say 65 if I live to 95 that's 30 years Mm. of retirement planning that I need to consider Um, so you know that's that's a huge impact and um, as I said, 61% of women would rather talk about their own death than money. Another uh, another effect here that I think is actually really worth discuss, discussing is the average financial well-being score. So that tells us, you know, how we feel about money and how it makes us feel is um, lower at 56 compared to males at 62. So that's telling us there are a whole lot of women out there that are probably dealing with stress. They don't probably understand their finances. They may not have a plan. And, you know, they might not even know where to go. Mm. It's kind of a sobering thought. Yeah, definitely. I think traditionally as well, like a lot of women will take on stress a lot more or to a a different kind of, in a different way. And I think then that stress turns into just wanting to avoid the problem altogether. And like you say, proven by the stat that they'd rather talk about death than their own money situation. Money anxiety is a real thing. Yeah. And, you know, as women, we will, you know, avoid that situation, avoid talking about it, avoid dealing with it. And um, 
yeah, I've, I've got lots of examples just between my husband and I where I, I remember I overspent on some makeup in a farmer's store once. <laughs> it was an incredible amount. And instead of taking it back, I was so embarrassed and anxious. I got home and, and was so embarrassed, crying as I showed him this bag of makeup. Oh and he said, why don't you take it back? I said, because I'm too embarrassed. The anxiety of having to return those yeah. items um, is, is too overwhelming. Yeah. And he said, but I would. I said, is that the difference between men and women? Yeah. I would be so embarrassed to say to this young lady, I'm sorry, this is not on my budget. I shouldn't have got this. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's a, that says a lot about the anxiety I have about, like, I don't want to seem like I couldn't afford it. There yeah. were a lot of things that I had to uncover. Like I learned a lot about myself that day, actually. I've yeah. never got into that situation before because I realised, yeah, I get anxious and um, returning items when I've overspent is obviously something I couldn't do. Now, today, I would probably not, I would never spend that much because I have a budget. But even if I did for some, I would have no trouble in saying, you know what, yeah. I actually overspent. I'm, I got a bit carried away. Could I just return a few items and I'll, I'll come back and get those another time? Yeah. No problem at all. But yeah. it's a discovery, it's for sure. Yeah, and that ties into, again, what you were saying around confidence. Like Now that you're more confident about your money situation and who you are, you don't have those fears that other people will judge you because you probably don't care. So. Well, I... I I, I never knew what my goals were yeah. and I realised that behaviour was getting in, in the way of me achieving my goals. Mm. So once I saw the goal, I'm like, look, me walking out the shop with those $600 worth of makeup and me getting the goal of, say, going to London for a holiday, oh, I know the goal I want to achieve and that's a holiday. Yeah. So, yeah, let's take it back. It's not, it doesn't, and nobody got upset. Nobody's embarrassed. The, the, the mm. young girl wouldn't have said, she would have just said, oh, no problem. Exactly. Absolutely. It's all in our heads. So. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? <laughs> Are there any other like common myths that you can think of that women tend to believe um, when it comes to their financial situation? Women aren't really good at putting themselves first. Mm. And, and that's that's some of the things that, like, we've got a bit of a list of 20 things women should know. And that's definitely one of them is that um, we tend to think that we're the carers and the nurturers that we shouldn't put ourselves first. Um, when I do the workshops and the people that I teach, um, really trying to educate them of like look if you put yourself first if you take care of you you're going to be in a better position to look after those others in a partnership we tend to think that other people you know we should perhaps not you know, joint accounts is often talked about mm. um, one of those um, tips and 20 things women should know is like you know have a separate account for those you know unexpected emergencies that come up and it's okay to do that it's okay to, to think about yourself it's actually okay to um, be a bit selfish when it comes to thinking about your future income because you know heaven forbid something happens with your marriage um you know you've got a bit of a safety net and I think if you're open about that with your partner mm. they, they, they would be actually like well hey that's you're part of your money journey as well so I think that's that's I think that's a really a clear indication that you're starting to get confident and make some good decisions for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Just leading on from those 20 things women should know about um, in terms of money, which I will be sharing as well with everyone who wants to know. Great. But where should we, I guess, like what's a really good starting place for those of us who feel that we're nowhere near um, where we want to be in terms of our financial situation and getting in control of that. Like, where's a good starting point? Well, I, 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 know, you, I know you know what I'm going to say, <laughs> but actually number 20 on this 
list is actually um, go to the Sorted website. What I love about the Sorted.org.nz website is um, nobody's there watching you, nobody's mm. there judging you, um, and you can start to do some things like discover your money personality because that's going to tell you a lot about yourself. Yeah, that's important to yeah. you. So your money personality, and so start looking at some of the the videos, the resources on the Sorted website. You'll start to s- discover for yourself, like oh yeah, those things are really I'm really interested in those things or. Mm. I'd like to know more about these things. And um, you can have your own profile page. So you can set up like a budget and start from there. And I think it's a, just a really um, non-threatening way to start doing it for yourself. I think a lot of people are scared to talk to someone. They think you have to go and see a budget advisor to get your yes, money sorted and I talk agree. about your money. Um, what's empowering about the website is like you can just go on and be a tutu mm. and there's so many avenues you can talk about your KiwiSaver you can do a bit of an investor profile find out whether you're risk adverse or not um, you can actually have a look at your KiwiSaver fund and see how it's doing so lots of places to start to inform yourself um, but also talking to a friend is great like mm. I said what's one of my things that I really enjoy is um, talking to my friends and they don't open about their um, specific finances they just want some general like hey so what do you think about you know shares these I'm like oh hey yeah. I've heard about that yeah encourage them to go and do their re- own research so yep put your goals down I think a really mm. good place is like what what do you want what does your five years look like for you and how does that affect you financially and are there any changes coming up and how would it affect you if say you um, wanted to have a baby in five years time what would that look like and so once you've got some of those ideas and some goals in place, then the sort of website can help you find out where you need to go and direct you to um, the right places. There are lots of stories and um, blogs and, you know, I love podcasts. Love podcasts. <laughs> um, Me too. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have just so many different angles about lots of different things. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're every, I think everything I can relevancy because it's like it's, it's living. It's mm. just going downstairs, catching the train home um how how I dress and how I view my how I view the world has an impact on me financially Mm. um so I caught the train from Hamilton today (laughs) and the first thing I did is weigh up how much I've saved (laughs) in terms of time because it's not just about money it's just about the time as well um headspace Mm. and yeah and it was quite nice I think I've saved myself and a little bit. And you recommend it, don't you? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, for, for certain, yeah it, look, it works for me, I think. Yeah. And I think that's a really another important thing is um, you've got to you've got to know what works for you. Yeah, um, You I know, agree. don't go in there and like, I'm going to budget the death out of my money um, if you're not, if you've never done it before. You start small, um, inform yourself because, yeah, what works for one won't always work for others. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what you just touched on about knowing yourself I think is so important. It's something I push a lot on the podcast just in general about yeah. knowing your own strengths and yes. that kind of thing for whatever it is, career, personal Correct. relationships, etc. But knowing yourself can also tie into your money situation. Well, it, it does directly tie into that because you're often here if people are um, doing things about financial topics um there always be a disclaimer that says you know what works for one might not work for another so you have to analyze your own personal situation and that is so true like you really do have to understand what it is you want um yeah just what it is you want essentially and then I think what else you said around um the other thing you said around planning for what you actually want in five years time is really important and kind of starting with the end in mind a little bit because 
right now, especially for young women, when you're 20 years old or 25 years old and you're sitting there and you don't feel like a house is the next step for you and you're not really sure, like those things seem really out of reach and unrelatable and unattainable. So it's kind of like, how do you put that into perspective now? And I think it's about thinking, yeah, like imagining yourself in that future position and then working backwards rather than imagining how you're going to get to this what seems unrealistic place. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I totally agree. And, um, you, you, you know, you talked about, you know, 20-year-old. It, it, their, their goal could be um, like go on a holiday yeah. you know, or um, stay for a new car. That's in their five-year plan because I might think it's a great idea for a 20-year-old to think about retirement. That's a really hard sell. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Um, but you know um, I think the earlier you start I'm sure you agree the earlier you start the better off you'll be and I'm like that'd be a great thing to say but yeah it's it's just not in their it's not in their zone at the moment it's not important to them and we've got to walk through the stages of learning financial capability and I think you've, you've got to walk before you can run. I wouldn't expect yeah. a 21 year old, well, some of them are, investing <laughs> in share market and being very knowledgeable. So many of my listeners are doing that. Which yeah, is I get And I love it. I, I, it's, I just love that because, you know, they're, I guess they're setting the path for what our future would look like when it comes to some of the money, yeah. you know, mistakes that we're making with our youth. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about Māori and they're yeah. the way that they look and view money. And I'm, I'm proud to say that um, our Māori rangatahi, our youth, are making really good money decisions compared good. to maybe a generation above them. So, yeah, that's encouraging. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, actually, like on that, I was reading the statistics that were coming out around women and money, and Māori and Pacifica was even lower than Absolutely. women. And so I think it's important to know that that is also happening and you need to make sure that you are trying to educate yourself and change that because you want to be in control you want to be understanding of these things as we're talking about it changes it has the power to change generations yeah and I think back at generations for me and not that they weren't financial capable it's uh, they did it in different ways they had more resources they had more land Mm. and they did more things well we just look different today and it's really important that we um, get money you know they could probably get by by bartering <laughs> we won't get too far at the <laughs> but yeah I, I think that's encouraging and I think you make a decision now like if we train a mama to increase her knowledge now the impact she'll have for her children and their children is enormous we can't even yeah. measure that I don't believe yeah mm. and, and I think also knowing that it is possible because a lot of people might look at the general um topic of financial capability and think okay I've got to think about investing Kiwi saver buying a first home budgeting <laughs> how on earth am I going to get all of that done in the next week and yeah, I know. <laughs> that's first of all yeah not how you need to think about it but you do need to know that achieving all of those things and understanding all those things is 100% possible and attainable yeah and it doesn't need to be difficult um and in fact it's not difficult yeah um just to make those simple decisions as well and I, and I think um, one thing that my, because I've got 20, almost 24-year-old, 21-year-old and 19-year-old, um, it's just starting a small savings plan. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way to start for them because they understand what it means to put a little bit away, pay yourself first. You yeah. Know, paying ourselves is really yeah. good concept. Um, and they see that that's useful for any emergencies or um, it, it's just building up that, that understanding that saving, we can save and still live the life that we want to, but it's nice to have a little bit left over. And then when they come to those 
big sacrifices like having to save for a home and they might have to save a little bit more diligently, um, they can. They've already done it. Yeah. So, yeah, certainly is a good place to, you know, just put, put $5 away and see what that looks like as you grow. I know when I first started saving, when I was at, um, studying for my degree, I wouldn't use it like I'd had it set apart for like um, I think we were going on a trip overseas and I ended up that the trip didn't go ahead but I was like I don't want to use the money I really like seeing it grow there was yeah. a bit of a you know like wow, yeah it's like an addictive that. thing yeah. you see yeah. some progress and you just want to keep seeing absolutely, it absolutely absolutely and uh, quite a few people are really good event budgeters or event savers like yeah. saving for a birthday or saving for a holiday they do that really well what we want to see is that just becoming a lifelong habit so you're just saving for the sake of saving but mm. also using it for goals you know yeah. and putting a bit away for fun you've got it you, yeah you've got to have, gotta have balance you've got to budget <laughs> fun and I, I'm such a proponent of that <laughs> absolutely I always compare it to um diets and binging on yep. food and stuff it's like if you restrict yourself for so long you're going to eventually just fall out and want to binge on a whole lot of you know unhealthy food or whatever it's the same with money if you're restricting yourself for so long not giving yourself any leeway in terms of fun then that's going to happen you're just going to stop all of a sudden it's all going to go out the window absolutely totally agree willpower has the least chance of changing behaviors when it mm. comes to money um, changing our environment so for me like unsubscribing from the makeup yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I don't see do the that. specials <laughs> that's a great place because I, I sometimes I know what I can be susceptible to but yeah. if I change the environment stop listening to those stop going to those places mm. stop you know our weekly haunt was going to the mall mm. you know well don't yeah <laughs> find something else to do yeah and so you don't aren't tempted so yeah yeah I found that too actually like just similar I would always be online shopping and I would even just be browsing you know and then I was like okay I need to stop this and once I actually just stopped going on those sites it's like out of sight out of mind you just don't even think about it yep you don't know what you don't know and I don't want to know yeah yeah exactly (laughs) one thing I try to encourage my kids and talk about a lot is giving every dollar a job and and that's one of the things we (laughs) taught in the COVID webinars last year so when COVID hit the commission worked really quickly to getting some webinars out and Mm. we'd invite people to come on and giving every dollar a job so if you work hard each week and you bring in five hundred dollars Give every one of those $500 a job, whether that's saving or to buy a bull or to go to food. And when you look at it that you think, yeah, I don't want to waste a dollar on, you know, um, maybe getting a energy drink or mm. doing something frivolous with it when you think, wow, what could I do with those $500 to make a difference? So, yeah, it's fun. Uh, and do you want to tell us a little bit about what Sorted is doing now with this new initiative for women and, and I guess what your plan and purposes with that sure so uh, we're really excited that um the commission has launched sorted for women because i think this has been an area that you know um as women we want to know or talk about the unique situations that we as women face and we know some of those unique situations are you know um, gender equality um, the gender pay gap was 9.5 percent mm. in 2020, similar to the last three years. Now you know that's we we want to see those things changing, or we want them to be improved. And I think for sort of for women, we want to empower women to start seeing their own money. Uh, journeys their own money stories improve or enhance by educating themselves so we're um, currently going around to different organizations we give them opportunity to talk about those unique situations 
what are the things um, that you know we talked about they'd rather talk about death like why mm. why would you rather talk what are the ta- taboo subjects that you're afraid of talking about and you know and thinking about childcare. Now, those are unique situations as women we have to consider all the time. Like, but how do we make those situations um, better for us? What does it mean for us when we start making decisions? And, you know, I've, I've been asked this question before, like, should women stop working to have a baby? And can they afford to? Should they? Mm. And I'm thinking, yes, they should. <laughs> if, if, I think that's a really important goal. And I think um, being prepared financially, you know, having a conversation, I think I think it's an absolutely, you know, valuable goal, a, v- a really important goal to have. So these Sorted for Women websites are, are really uncovering those aspects for us. Um, and yeah, we really enjoy delivering them. Um, and I think what we're going to see hopefully is a lot more women asking questions getting out there talking to financial advisors um getting out their KiwiSaver accounts and actually being really savvy like hmm i'm in a i'm in a growth fund and this means this and this means that um and being able to go and talk to a financial advisor about investing the five thousand dollars they got and from granny mm. and what can they do with that wisely i think we're going to see some um, great changes for women being really empowered really making um decisions about their own money and having the confidence i guess to make those decisions and not feel like you know we should be happy to put the stats that we've got you know yeah. we should be just content because that's our lot in life mm. i think we're about to make a change and i'm really really happy about that yeah <laughs> i love that i'm really passionate about it too so i'm i'm so happy that sort of has decided to you know bring this out i think it's going to be like you say a game changer and so what's actually involved with it is it just through corporate or how else can people get involved with it look you um if you want to run a workshop the um the sort of website has some information how you can do that or you can contact the commission directly and they mm. can give you the re- help you with the resources or they can send someone like me out to your organization oh well thank you so much donna for coming on today i really appreciate all of your time like so much and this has been really helpful and something i'm also really passionate about and obviously you are too so it means heaps and thank you thank you so much for having me disclaimer time so the one up project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice there may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorised financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.